Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Greetings in the matchless name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a privilege to come before you and share God's word. Let's start with a word of prayer. Lord, I just come at this day in your hands and I pray that you will speak through me. Holy Spirit, I pray that many will be blessed by this word and that their lives will be changed. Holy Spirit, speak through me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Research shows that the average person speaks 7,000 words at least. And women, even more, sometimes up to 20,000 words. And what does that mean? That those 7,000 words dictate how people perceive you and largely define you. In the Bible, there are many verses about the power of words. In fact, in the beginning, in the first chapter of Genesis itself, we see the power of words. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And on the fifth day, God called the light day. In the next days also we see that God speaks and brings things into, into life. So that our God is a God who can speak and bring things into being. And then after he creates everything, he creates man in his own image. And then we see in Genesis 2 verse 19, Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So God didn't call the names of the animals, but he recruited Adam to call them by name. And that word call is to proclaim. And the word for name is Shem in Hebrew. And it means to become famous or of reputation. So Adam was the one who gave that, who proclaimed the name of the animals and gave them a reputation. So Adam, made in the image of God, is the one on earth who speaks power into other people's lives and gives them a reputation. And that's the power of our words. In other words, Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 to 21. It's very familiar to most of us. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. In fact, so what you say is what you're going to be filled with. And those who love it will eat it. That is, those who have mastery over it will produce good fruit. So words give life, or words bring death. We choose. What does this mean? We never speak a neutral word. It either, either has life or death. We choose. Proverbs chapter 10, 
verse 11 says the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence so a fountain is a continuous source of water so when we speak words of life there is a continuous source of goodness into other people's lives or into our life so remember it's a fountain of life so now we know that words produce life or death now i'd just like to share some of the words that produce life there are different types the first i was just thinking about was words made unto salvation in romans chapter 10 verse 8 to 10 it says but what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith that we preach that if you confess with your mouth the lord jesus and believe in your heart that god has raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so with the heart we believe but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation i just remember um as a teenager i was uh, studying for pre degree um at a college here and uh, i was in the hostel i was missing my home and it's at that time i went for a youth camp um and in that camp i realized i was told about what jesus did for me and suddenly you know i just realized that this savior wants to have a relationship with me and that night i still remember that night where i just uh, cried out to the lord so i believed in my heart what god jesus had done for me and then i just cried and said lord i want to be be yours i want you to be the lord of my life and i know that that night i was taken from darkness into the kingdom of life life yes those were the first words that i think i really spoke that meant life so the words made unto salvation are words of life and next we have the words accompanied by faith charles capps he's a famous uh, preacher who's written books on the power of the tongue and he says words are the most powerful thing in the universe words are containers they contain faith or fear and they produce after their kind so just imagine your words as containers do your words carry faith or do your words carry fear in mark chapter 11 we see how jesus and the disciples uh they're leaving from bethany and they uh jesus is hungry and he sees a fig tree from the distance and he wants to eat fruit from fruit from it and he sees that the leaves on it so he goes close to the fig tree but there are no leaves and so he's disappointed and then he says to the free to the tree let no one eat fruit from you ever again and the next day uh, as they're passing by the same area the disciples see that the tree is withered from the roots up and peter says lord the tree that you cursed it's withered and uh, jesus says to them in mark chapter 11 verses 22 and 23 have faith in god for assuredly i say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and that and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says so jesus is saying if you say speak to the mountain and if you have faith in your heart so your words need to carry that faith 
many times, I, I remember in my early days, I would be, uh, I would pray or oh, protection over me or my family or, or health and different things. But in my heart, I wasn't sure. And it was just like sometimes vain repetition, even about, oh, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I didn't understand the power of the blood. But as I learned about the, the power of the blood and faith rose in me, then those word, words had power in them. So words have to be accompanied by faith. In Luke chapter 1, we see Zacharias and uh, Elizabeth. They, Zacharias is a priest and they are a godly couple. They are righteous before the Lord and uh, they have obeyed all his commandments, but they don't have children. And they've been praying about that. And uh, Zacharias is to go to the temple and burn incense. Um, and as he goes in and burns incense, he suddenly sees an angel at the right side of, his, uh, of the altar. And the angel speaks to him and says, your prayers have been heard and you're going to be blessed with a son, John. And this son, you've got to bring him up as a Nazarite. And this son is going to pave the way for the Messiah. And Zechariah is really overwhelmed. And see his response in Luke chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you didn't believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. And Zacharias becomes mute. He can't speak to anyone. Then he goes home, and Elizabeth conceives, and... Um, so that is such a, a miracle, but Zacharias couldn't speak. And only after the baby was born and at the circumcision of the child, he's, uh, he's asked the name of the child. He writes it down uh, as John, and then suddenly he, his mouth opens and words come out and he praises God. I was just thinking, if he was, if probably the Lord didn't want him to speak earlier, because there, he probably would have spoken words of doubt or words about what is this child going to become, and all those things. But God didn't allow that, those words of unbelief. But at the right time, I think he was prepared, and he understood what God was doing. And uh, on that day, when the child is circumcised, and he praises God, he goes on to prophesy, and he prophesies about the Messiah coming. And he also says that this child is going to be the prophet of the Most High. So the first word of prophecy over this child is spoken by the father once his Faith has risen up. So that's the power of words there. Then words spoken into dead situation. Those are words of life. They bring life and healing. We all are familiar with the passage in Ezekiel chapter 37, where Ezekiel is, uh, sees a vision of a valley of dry bones. It's not just ordinary bones. They're dry bones. They've been there for some time. And uh, the Lord asks him to walk around this, these bones and see, have a look at them. And so he must have looked at them and said, oh, the for the Israelites, uh, whenever they, they never let the bones uh, stay exposed. They, it's always, they always bury the bones of the dead. Uh, it's, it's a disgrace for them to have bones exposed like this. So that means it shows a very disgraceful situation. And the Lord asks him, uh, Will the, can these bones come to life? And uh, Ezekiel says, you know, Lord. And then uh, the Lord tells him, prophesy, son of man. 
to these bones and speak that they will have flesh and skin will cover them and so Ezekiel obeys and he prophesies to those bones and suddenly they're covered with flesh and skin and they rise up in alignment and but then there's no breath in them and God says prophesy to them that the breath will come in and so he he prophesies and said breath come in and suddenly an army rises up and that that uh, army signifies the army of israel the nation of israel so israel was in a time where the people were in exile and their land was uh, totally destroyed there was no hope and god was saying speak into this dead situation speak life and because i'm going to bring them back god knows that he is going to restore many things and he's asking us speak into those dead situations and life will appear so i'm just i was just thinking uh, there are many situations in our lives in our homes probably you haven't you've uh, you your you have loved ones who don't know the lord and what can you do you can go into their rooms when they're not there and just speak life speak speak and say that as for me and my family we will serve the lord i've heard of many parents who have gone into the rooms of their children who didn't know the lord and spoken over their beds over their rooms and things have changed you can change the atmosphere when you speak uh, many times when i uh, i go into a place and i i feel that there's going to be a problem there or a conflict before i enter that place, please i just speak i just speak under my breath and i say i speak peace into that home i speak uh, peace into that meeting you can do this anywhere in your home in your workplace i've seen just the atmosphere change uh, even if it's a it's a quarrel at home or the kids are really uh, you know making so much noise and you can just speak peace into that situation and the the atmosphere changes you have the authority to speak into the atmosphere so speak into the dead situations then words that build that's so important ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 says let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers so let no corrupt word come out of your mouth let them be words that build others it's so important that we build others what does it cost us uh, we we sometimes even though we want to say something good about someone else we just keep it to ourselves but that word will be such a word of encouragement and it will really build them even uh, when you when i talk to people and uh, uh, you know pray with them sometimes many people even if they're elderly they bring up things that happened to them many years be- before words that were spoken that hurt them and they carry that so it's so important for us to speak those words that build especially your children don't say things that will destroy them it's so important sometimes when you're tired and you're angry and you come home don't let those words come out just take a rest and go and speak a blessing over them your words will build them another verse that we can look at is colossians chapter 4 verse 6 let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one so there are some situations where we don't know what to say sometimes we better to keep quiet and probably speak later but the lord will give us that wisdom to season every situation with the right words proverbs chapter 12 verse 18 says there is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword 
but the tongue of the wise promotes health so just imagine your words can be like the piercing of a sword and i especially in a marriage uh it's so easy to offend and hurt your spouse uh, you, we take them for granted initially we speak very nice words for the first uh, probably few days or months but after some time because they're just living with us we just say anything we feel like we just want to be honest but that's not the way we need to speak words that build our spouse because remember sometimes your words are like a sword in their hearts and but then you can speak words of life and healing into them so that are words that it's so important for us to speak words that build then we go on to words that refute the attack of the enemy the accuser satan is known as the accuser of the brethren he accuses us day and night every he continues to accuse us and uh, that, that is written in revelation chapter 12 verse 10 but then in the next verse it is written and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to death so even though satan is accusing us how do we stand we need to understand that we can overcome by the blood of the lamb and knowing that speaking that by the word of our testimony we don't need to keep quiet but we need to speak into those situations in his book Pilgrim the Pilgrim's Progress John Bunyan describes a battle between the accuser accuser Apollyon and Christian in the valley of humiliation I I think many of you would have read the book or seen the movie so Apollyon comes and accuses uh Christian the pilgrim uh saying that you've he he gives him a list of accusations he says uh in the beginning when you came to faith you you were very weak you didn't trust god and you carried that burden he had a sack on his back till he came to know the lord and you tried to get rid of that burden through other ways instead of depending on the prince and many times when you saw evil things on the way or lions you were fearful and there were times when you you were successful and you were proud so this is just a list of of accusations that apollyon speaks to christian but what does christian do christian he responds to the accuser in humility and faith and he says all this is true and much more which thou has left out but the prince whom i serve and honor is merciful and ready to forgive but besides these infirmities possess me in thy country and i have groaned under them been sorry for them and have obtained pardon of my prince so christian responds by saying what you said is correct I was a sinner and your list isn't complete I did so many things wrong but the prince who gave his life for me he has pardoned me and now I'm forgiven so you can answer the accuser with those words that yes I was a sinner I was guilty of those things but he has wiped away my sins and I'm no longer guilty I just think today there may be some of you who feel you've probably had a past that you're not proud about and uh, the guilt has come but the lord is saying no i have forgiven you i have washed you by my blood don't feel guilty you are washed and pardoned so you need to refute the attack of the enemy with those words with the knowledge of what jesus did for you isaiah 54 verse 17 says 
no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the lord and their righteousness is from me says the lord so no weapon that word is actually no nothing no article it's not weapon actually the hebrew word is article anything no nothing formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn not anyone else you shall condemn and that word condemn is to declare long wrong this is the heritage or this is the inheritance of the servants of the lord and their righteousness is from me how can we say that is wrong because of what jesus did for us so nothing prepared against you will prosper there is a war for our words so you see in this situation there is a war always and the accuser keeps on accusing but at the same time god has given us the authority to say no i am forgiven i am a child of god and refute everything the enemy thro- throws against us in job chapter 22 verse 28 it says you will also decree a thing and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways so that word decree it's a, it means an, an official order issued by a legal government authority so he's saying that you will decree a thing and it will be established for you and light will fall on your ways that word decree has two words in hebrew uh, one is katab and the other word is gozer katab is as i said earlier a written edict of royal enactment so that's something that you say as an authority while gozer is to cut off or to slice off so actually in this verse it's the word gozer you will also decree a thing that is you will slice off anything that is not good and so you can make away you know how when you have a path there are a lot of weeds or coming into the way and kind of hiding the path but the lord says that you can declare you can slice off whatever is obstructing your way just cut it off with your words and it will be established for you so light will shine on your ways just imagine that the authority we have so as i said what are the some of the the words that uh, speak life one was the words made unto salvation the words that are accompanied by faith the words that build uh the words that speak into dead situation and the words that refute the attack of the enemy i'm just given you a few examples of words that speak life now how shall we align ourselves to speak words of life so you may be asking oh you it's easy to say you everyone says speak the right words but how do we do that first of all fill your heart with the right things the words depend on what you fill your heart with what is inside will only come out i know you would have all known about the 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 example that everyone gives about a toothpaste tube how much ever you press it only toothpaste comes in so whatever you filled it with comes out but it's so true what are you filling your heart with um many times you will understand only when you come in a difficult situation suppose someone disturbs your or your plans or you know does some damage to your uh, property how do you react 
It just depends on what has been in your heart. It's just an instant reaction. If someone irritates you, what comes out? So you need to guard what is in your heart. In Luke chapter 6 verses 43 to 45, it says, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit. These are the words of Jesus. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks so whatever you fill your heart with that is what is going to come out so it's so important to understand what you're going to what what are you filling your heart with that is your how do you fill your heart through your eyes the ears for all your senses you fill your heart with the things that enter through that what are you reading what type of news are you are you reading what are you, are you watching on the tv what music are you listening to uh, all those things can affect you can will you know they'll stay in your heart and that will affect what you bring out so i hear some people say yeah i read the word every day and i pray and then what do you do with the other t- the rest of the time what are your other hobbies oh i watch all the the series and i watch the series about how the mother in law and the daughter in law are always fighting all this i just enjoy that so just thinking how can that help you because that will really cancel everything you've read in the morning so you and uh, sometimes i don't understand but truly what you bring inside and put in your heart it comes out so be careful what you let into your heart even young people be careful about what type of music you listen to you don't know what is in that music so there may be words that you don't even understand you just be interested in the tune but there are things in it that could affect your mind uh, so be careful of what you're going to bring into your heart because only that will come out so it's like uh, having an an apple tree suppose the apple tree bears uh, rotten apples and you try to change and put some st- remove them and put some nice apples on it but the next time when it bears fruit it will not bear good apples it still bear the rotten type unless you solve the problem or probably give the enough fertilizer and pesticide for that tree so you need to solve that issue for the right words to come out so that that's the first thing fill your heart with the right things secondly meditate on the word of god not just read meditate the word for meditation is haga it literally means to utter in a low sound and that same word also uh, is used in different places where it means the roaring of a lion or the uh, cooing of a dove so basically in uh, olden times the for hebrew meditation that they, they knew that scripture would frequently be read in a soft a low murmur so just start speaking the word of god you read it and you can speak it loud softly uh, in every situation so what we need to do is that what have, what are you struggling with if there are areas of if you are struggling with health issues 
take the verses about healing and start speaking them speak them into your life or if it's finances take those verses and start speaking meditating on them and saying them and then slowly your life will follow that i remember once um i was quite uh, suddenly got sick with fever and i had to do some work the next day i was at that time i was working as an eye specialist so i need to needed to go the, ne- with the, the, the next day so i couldn't go, get down with the fever so what did i do that night i was quite feverish the kids were quite small at that time but i just sat in the i lay down in the sitting room and i thought okay lord i'm not going to accept this i'm going to speak healing and most of the night when i got up in between i would speak by your stripes i'm healed lord by your stripes i'm healed lord i keep on saying those words and lo and behold in the morning i was completely all right a little tired that day but then the fever left i'm just saying that you can speak into your situations i really needed to get to the work the next day so that in that situation definitely the lord heal me so speak uh, meditate on the word of god and you will start to see that and the next thing is to spend time in the presence of god our words will change when we're in the presence of god in isaiah chapter 6 we see how uh, Isaiah sees a vision of the Lord on the throne and the cherubims around the throne and they're singing holy 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 lord and he is overwhelmed by the beauty of the lord the presence of the lord and let's see his response in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5 so i said woe is me for i am undone because i am a man of unclean lips and i dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts so we're talking about a mighty prophet of the lord but when he came into the presence of the lord he is saying lord and he didn't think about anything else he said my lips are unclean so when you come into the presence of the lord i'm sure that we will start thinking about what is wrong in our heart and what is wrong in the ways we speak and we will change the way we speak will change in the presence of the lord so see, be in the presence of the lord next start to encourage yourself start to encourage yourself david was a man who went through so many difficulties but we see in the word how in all those times he would strengthen himself and speak to himself in psalm 103 we see in psalm 103 verses 1 to 2 bless the lord o my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord o my soul and forget not all his benefits david is speaking to his soul bless the lord o my soul speak to yourself bless the lord o my soul and forget not his benefits you start speaking to yourself i was just listening to a man of god recently and he was saying that every morning he gets up and just uh, speaks uh, thankfulness he is grateful to the lord and he thinks of 10 or 20 things to be grateful to god so you're just speaking to yourself and saying lord yes this, i'm grateful for this i'm thankful for this and lord, soul be thankful to god so you're positioning yourself to be grateful and even in psalms chapter 42 we see the sons of korah they're going through a very difficult time at that time and they say in in verse 11 Why are you cast down o my soul so they're speaking to the soul and why are you disquieted within me hope in god for i shall yet praise him the help of my countenance and my god so they speak in those difficult situations speak to yourself speak and say 
Lord. The Lord is for me. The Lord is with me. Yes, my soul, be strengthened. Um, even in, in Second Corinthians, we read about how Paul uh, writes about the difficulties that he has gone through in ministry. He says he's been perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. So he's explaining all the difficulties he's gone through. And in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13, 14, he says, It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. So he's saying that I've had all these difficulties. I've gone, we've gone through many things for y'all. But then he says, it is, I believed, therefore I have spoken. What has he believed? He's believed that Jesus has raised, uh, was raised from the dead and that he and his, and all the church would be raised with Jesus one day. That is the hope which, which he encourages himself. And if you see that quote, I believed, therefore I have spoken. That is from Psalms 116, verse 10. It is, uh, it's a, in there the psalmist is talking about a situation where he's almost, uh, is close to death. And he's, uh, but God delivers him. And then he says in that, I believed. And in that uh, Psalms 116, verse 10, it says, uh, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And I believed Therefore, I have spoken. So this is something that he has believed and he's spoken in that situation. And the Lord restores him, restores this uh, person. Uh, he has believed it and because of that, he's spoken it. In their jointly written book, Words Can Change Your Brain, Dr. Andrew Newberg, he's a neuroscientist, and Mark Robert Wallman, a communications expert, states, a single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. I'll say it again. A single word has the power to influence the expression of genes that regulate physical and emotional stress. By holding a positive and optimistic word in your mind, you stimulate the frontal lobe that's here. Yeah, And uh, this area includes specific language centers that connect directly to the motor cortex. So when you stimulate this with a positive word, that goes and sends messages to the motor cortex and makes that get us, gets us into action. It doesn't let us sit. It makes us do things, do whatever God has planned. So it's so important to have those positive words in your mind so that you will go into action. And as our research has shown, the longer you concentrate on positive words, the more you begin to affect other areas of the brain. So that is the power of words. And then again, walk and speak in the power of the Holy Spirit. There are many times when we don't know what to say, but if you let the Holy Spirit fill your life, if you surrender to the Lord, then only words that are pleasing to the Holy Spirit will come. For the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So the, And when you're filled with this fruit, you will speak only words of life. You will not speak words that destroy. So, um, I would, so as I said, how do we align ourselves to the Word of God? First of all, you need to fill your heart with the right things. Secondly, meditate on the Word of God. 
not just read meditate on it just speak those those verses speak the word aloud spend time in the presence of god start to encourage yourself especially i feel in this time sometimes it's so difficult uh, to connect to others because we have got so many restrictions to meet and all that but you can encourage yourself or encourage even a friend but keep on encouraging yourself don't be discouraged this may be a difficult season that you're going through but there is hope there is hope keep on encouraging yourself um then um, yeah encourage yourself in the lord and walk and speak in the power of the holy spirit so i believe that we really need to speak life into every situation and now the book of james also as i finally close with that the book of james uh speaks a lot about the tongue and james chapter 3 verses 2 to 4 says for we all stumble in many things if anyone does not stumble in word he is a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body indeed we put bits in horses mouths that they may obey us and we turn their whole body look also at ships although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires so your tongue is a very like a very small rudder but it changes the course of the big ship it ca- changes the course of your life i encourage you speak words of life speak words of life never speak words of death um and when you speak words of life your life will take that direction it will follow the plans of god don't cancel what god plans for you by speaking the wrong words speak the right words thank you let's pray let's pray hallelujah lord i thank you lord for speaking to us and we believe lord it is so important for us to speak life and i just pray over everyone listening that if anyone has not accepted jesus as their savior that they will know that he died for us and let them believe of what jesus did and today lord let that person ask the lord to enter his heart and to forgive his sins let that person repent right now and ask and give his life to the lord for in those words there is life there is eternal life and i pray for anyone who is going through a very difficult situation that they will speak life into those dead situation like ezekiel spoke life into those dead bones and they came to life there is hope there is hope i pray father that as they speak life into those dead situations it may be that you don't have a job it may be a financial problem speak to that situation and god will bring it to pass god will bring a change start speaking if a loved one doesn't know the lord start speaking yes that the lord the, the lord doesn't want anyone to perish but all will come to the knowledge of christ speak those words that god has given us and you will see those happen and i pray father lord that we will start speaking life into our marriages life into our homes lord and because of that we will have healthy and whole homes lord these days i pray for the marriages that are having difficulties because of the the words that they've used to hurt each other and i pray today from today they will speak words of life words of healing to each other if you have any unforgiveness to anyone i'm asking you go and forgive the other person and 
speak those words of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I believe that today with those words, you're going to heal. I see uh, a lot of relationships being healed uh, by the balm of God, by the balm of those words. And I pray right now that there'll be a restoration in a lot of families, Father Lord, a lot of relationships, Lord, and that we will take this decision that we will speak life and not death. We will speak life and we will change the direction along with the Lord to yeah, that our lives will fulfill His plans, not the enemy's plans, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this precious time. And I commit each one in your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.